not woke. Make that clear. Awake, not woke. Welcome, initiates, to the Awake Not Woke podcast. My name is Sarah, and this is episode 17. We're going to be talking about a super fun and happy subject. Just kidding. We're talking about the dark night of the soul. And this is a subject that comes originally from a poem by uh, St. John of the Cross, I believe. And it's essentially a time that everybody goes through more than once in their life and something we're going through as a collective that is necessary for our spiritual develop, but it's not fun. So I thought this episode was going to be really important because it's not fun going through the dark night. It hurts. It feels gross. And it's nice to have some support and understanding because when you don't know you're going through the dark night, it's even harder. So check it out if you've ever felt down or recently you've been feeling down or it's something different than a depression it's something more than that that you feel is happening to you this episode's going to help you a lot but before we move on your normal reminders give us a follow on instagram at awake not woke podcast we are at awake not woke pod on twitter and check out our website awake not woke podcast.com there is a lot more stuff coming on that website, so keep checking it out. Uh, we also have an Etsy. We sell some cool stickers, and we have a donation link on our Etsy. Check that out in the show notes and see if you can afford to, to show us some of the value that you receive from this show. If you get any kind of value, you listen to us weekly, think about what amount of value that might look like and apply it to a sticker, apply it to a show donation. Uh, go check out the Etsy page for more information on that. And while you're there, check out Chas's Etsy, 5D Impressions on her Etsy. She is doing hand-stamped jewelry, custom pieces. You can get stuff for your wedding party, whatever. It's really, really cool. She's doing really awesome shit over there. So go check her out as well. And... Yeah, I think that's everything. Oh, leave us a review on Apple Podcast. I always forget that one. If you have an iPhone and you're using Apple Podcasts, go leave us a, a hopefully nice review. If you're liking us, if you're listening this much, then a good old five star would be appreciated. But be honest, I don't want to put words in your mouth. So leave us a review. Podcast Addict has reviews too. That would be awesome. Spotify does not have reviews, but subscribe and follow on on whatever app you're using so you can listen to us every Sunday when we drop our new episodes out and you can stay up to date with all the new and exciting things that we're going to be doing. Um, so yeah, now I think that's all that I need to tell you about. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. My name is Sarah and we're going to be talking with Chas about the dark night on episode 17 of the Awake Now Woke podcast. Peace. Hey, and welcome back to Awake Not Woke podcast. I am Chess, and as always, I'm here with the lovely Sarah. Hi. Today, we are going to be exploring the topic of spiritual alchemy, specifically step five, which is fermentation, aka dark night of the soul. Mm -hmm. So it's a... Um, Happy, super fun time. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's a rough time. <laughs> yeah but it's worth talking about because everyone experiences it more than once during life yeah. on a and lot of different to. yeah 
and it relates to, um, in, in a, in a way it does relate to mental health, um, and the differentiation between, you know, depression and the dark night of the soul, which we'll, we'll get to, but it's going to be a really honest and genuine conversation. Um, I know I've been definitely through one so I can pull from experience and yeah, we're just going to talk about that shit. Yeah. And I have been kind of experiencing one myself the last like month or so. And that doesn't mean that I'm withering away or terribly depressed or anything like that. But I've just had a lot of things coming up that don't feel good and things that I've had to deal with. And they come up in lots of different ways and surprising ways. And I didn't even notice that I was in it until I started thinking about it. And I realized what was coming up and why. Um, yeah. But like you said, it's a part of spiritual alchemy. And it is the part of the fifth step of fermentation, which contains two like steps within it. Um, yeah. Putrefication and then spiritization. Spirit- Ization. I, I don't know how to say it. Um, but putrefication is the dark night of the soul. It's like the death and decomposition of things that no longer serve you. And we'll get a little more into that. We'll have a whole episode, maybe the next one. Um, maybe we'll see it, but uh, on just all of spiritual alchemy, like a 101 type episode. But I thought that this episode was important to talk about because whether you know about spiritual alchemy or not, you're going to be going through one of these at some point in time. And I think it's important to be able to recognize the difference between depression and a spiritual totally. darkness. Yeah. So it's a period of darkness and it begins a rebirth or a transformation of who you are and who you are as a spiritual being. So this can be brought on in a variety of ways. Uh, A lot of times people experience this after the death of a loved one or um, some other traumatic event that might happen to them, like maybe a, uh, a miscarriage or something like that could induce one of these. But it is a sadness and a darkness and a feeling that is not a depression, but is coming from limiting beliefs and things that you've held on to, whether that's from trauma or what have you, and yeah. it makes you deal with them. Um, so there is a huge difference between the dark night and depression. And if you are unsure of which one you are going through, I ask you to assess what is going on in your life and what that means to you right now. Yeah. So if you're just like floating through life and you have nothing going on and you feel depressed because you don't leave your house or you eat like crap or you have a job you don't like or something other that is unfortunate and sucks but isn't necessarily any direct relation with a higher purpose, that's yeah. going to be more of a depression. And that's like a very brief generic explanation of it. But I feel like it's coming from some place that is within your control, but is a unhealthier feeling. Do you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. We were talking a little bit about this earlier. And one thing that I try to think about the distinction between the two is the dark night doesn't equal depression. However, if you're going through a dark night and you are suppressing the dark night, talking about myself, it it can manifest itself in ways that either mimic depression or are depression. I mean, when I first had my the the dark night that I can remember most recently um, started about six years ago. And at first, I remember telling my husband, like, I, I feel this is spiritual. I don't know what I'm going to do about it, but I feel like it's spiritual. And then I just shoved it down, didn't really do anything about it, didn't deal with it. And eventually, I did fall into a depression. And I don't know that it's not like it was the dark night's fault. It was me not moving through the energy that I needed to move through and also dealing with a lot of shit that came mm-hmm. up during that dark night that I wasn't at the time equipped to right. emotionally or mentally handle. So I think that depression can manifest itself during your dark night. For sure. But it's not like a given. And it might create a slowdown or a roadblock during that dark night. I think that yeah. like what I'm experiencing right now isn't going to be like this long drawn out thing right, that I'm right. experiencing. Well, because you know it. Exactly. And when you don't know it is when you fall into that depression and you fall into uh limiting cycles and yep. unhealthy cycles and numbing cycles yep. where you are doing or using certain things to not feel the feelings you need to be feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's really difficult because they don't feel good. And no. we have to feel them in order to release them. Because if you're never acknowledging them or feeling them, you can't break them down. And we'll get a little more into that when we talk like about the steps of spiritual alchemy because yeah. it does make sense why dark nights feel this way. Um but something else that I didn't even mention this phrase that we're using right now the dark night of the soul is actually the title of a poem by Saint John of the Cross. And I it's a, it's a book pretty much it's not just a poem but it's was written by him when he was going through one of these dark nights and he was able to articulate it in a way that helps us understand ourselves. So I think it would be really fun. I was actually thinking maybe I'll do, I don't know how long it is, but if it's readable within like 30 minutes, I might do a like a a read of it on Instagram or something like that. We'll see. Um, Because I think that would be really interesting just to have to listen to in conjunction with this episode. Yeah. Um, But you don't need to, to read it to get what it's saying when it says the dark night of the soul. It's a night that lasts as long as you needed it to and helps you on the process of this spiritual alchemy. And when we say you can go through multiple of these, when you are experiencing the rising through the steps of spiritual alchemy, when you reach the seventh step, you start over at the first step, yeah. but it's on a higher octave. Like in music, the the C note, you can play in multiple different octaves and they all sound different, but they're all still a C note or a step one. Yeah. Um. So this is nearing the end of this spiritual alchemy process in which we will end up on a higher level of maturity of spiritual growth. So 
if you're on the spiritual journey, unfortunately, the whole point is to do this over and over again. Because in order to progress as a spiritual being, you have to go through this process of spiritual alchemy over and over again to reach those higher octaves. Yeah. So if you're on a hero's journey, a fool's journey, this is going to happen to you. So if it's happening to you from a spiritual perspective rather than a uh, unfortunate event perspective, yeah. it's going to be... I mean, not easy to deal with, but easier because you're choosing to let it happen. And I mean, you're not choosing to let it happen. You're choosing to deal with it on a conscious level rather than struggle with it and let it. Yeah. You're choosing to feel it and allow it to move through you and not allow energy to get stagnant and held up in places. Um, absolutely. And with all of that that we've said about the Dark Knight, I do believe that as a society, we are going through a large Dark Knight right no now. No doubt. And this is something that as a collective, we are moving this consciousness through us in order to clear it from the planet. So if you're out there feeling this darkness, even if it doesn't feel like your own, that means you are helping the higher, higher plan, God, the God consciousness. Yeah, like you're open to it mm -hmm. if you're feeling it, because really all of us are going through it as a collective. But if some people are not sensitive enough or maybe awakened enough or in tune enough or present enough, to to really be feeling it so if you are feeling it that likely means that you have a pretty good high level of awareness and that's a really good thing even though it sucks to feel yeah and when we don't feel these things we can't burn it away that's fermentation yeah is the death of the grapes right you had to grow those grapes and they came to life from the seed and the soil and the nurturing and then you pick them off the plant and you crush them and then you literally let them rot and turn into alcohol and during that process it is taking changing certain substances into new things and fermenting and creating probiotics and all these different processes are going on. So you can, uh, then the next step is distillation and then coagulation, which is like kind of the clotting of a wound. Again, we'll get to that more in a minute, but without that step in alchemy or even like distilling alcohol, you won't have the alcohol at the end because if you just try and skip the step of fermentation and distill it, it's just grape juice. Like right. it's, it's not wine. It hasn't matured into wine or fermented. So the dark night is very important for this whole process. And we'll get to talking more about stuff that we've experienced and how we've dealt with dark nights and how I've recently been dealing with these things and how they've been manifesting in my life. Um, but the dark night is also a time when you have the universe throwing tests at you and you are nearing the end of this spiritually alchemical process. And in order to get to the next octave, you have to be ready you have to be prepared. So yeah. during this time and, and during the dark night and while these feelings or 
pieces of you that no longer serve you are coming up, things are going to happen to test the new version of you with those fermented, broken down bits of you to see if you're ready. Right. Um, for example, without giving too much away about my day job, um, I had some situations at work where I was tested as far as my uh, perceived level of respect, whether I was being respected or there's a lot of nuances to any work drama, especially I work in quite a corporate environment. So there's a lot of people and it's not like a a small mom and pop shop type deal where it's like a very intimate environment. Um, I had to do something that I normally would have not done. I stood up for myself and I spoke to some uh, leaders that were in my department and I essentially made clear and vocalized how I felt like I was being overworked without being appreciated. And since it's a corporate environment, they can't just throw more money at me to get me to stay. And I'm very replaceable. It's a very large corporation. Um, but I am able to vocalize that. Normally I would have just put up with that and let that break me down further, even though I was being overworked and un- underappreciated. Yeah. But because I stood up for it, I was rewarded by, uh, essentially being able to have less responsibility at my job while not compromising my job security or my pay or anything like that. So I was able to accomplish a result that solved my internal issue that I was dealing with where I will continue to work hard even if I'm underappreciated because that's something that I have felt in my life or wherever that's manifested over the years. Yeah. Um, and I broke that cycle by dealing with those emotions and speaking to the people that I needed to and feeling them and letting them manifest in my job. So I was able to clear them out and then the universe was able to allow me the uh, l- lessening of responsibility that I needed in order to keep my sanity while I'm working <laughs> at such a corporate environment. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I'm speaking very vaguely because I still obviously work there and I don't want to compromise anybody I work with because I do uh, feel much more respected and I am happy with the situation that I'm in. So um, that is one way that in this last month or so or however long this has been uh that I've been consciously aware of this process in my spiritual alchemy. Um, that's one way that I've, I've noticed it manifested. Yeah. Um, another important thing that I wanted to say, uh, before we dive into spiritual alchemy and our personal experiences like that, uh, spiritual induced dark nights of the soul are not for beginners. (laughs) This And that's like, it sounds silly, but like, if you are just beginning your fool's journey, the chances of you reaching the dark night step and realizing it right away aren't very high. But if you're listening to this podcast, chances of you being a beginner are also not very high. You're probably (laughs) a little more in in your path. Um, If you are a beginner, 
you might have looked back at some depressions that you've had in your past and now you realize they were a dark night. Yeah. And maybe it did take you a while. Maybe you did fall into a depression, like you said, and you didn't feel the feelings for a long time. And when you finally felt them, you still weren't aware that you were going through this dark night. When you go through a dark night that is induced by the act of spiritual growth, you already consciously completed those four steps before we got to the uh, fermentation stage. So you're already consciously putting in the work. So you knew it was coming. Right. And I knew it was coming. Even not even like five, four, three, four months ago, I remember thinking to myself like, oh man, there's got to be one coming. Yeah. Like there's got to. Like almost not every day by any means, but I have that thought frequent enough where I'm like, mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> because also I was talking to my my boyfriend and I was talking about how you go through these steps of spiritual alchemy all the time and they can last for 10 years or they can last a week. Right. You can so, like go through all seven steps in a day if it's if it's a hard enough day. Damn, you know? Yeah. Or depending on what you're doing or your oh, environment yeah. that you're in. And like I think that me and you have gone through several since 2020 started. And there may have been yeah. more minor ones. And I do also believe in the like uh, the larger and smaller cycles within our lives, which we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, on a on a on our live scale, maybe I'm going through like a larger period of dark night right now. But in the last year and a half, two years, I've gone through several small spiritual alchemy uh, growths as right. far as like my conscious awareness, my present awareness, like putting the conscious effort into scholarly research and practical understanding of the universe and God and source and actually like being studious about these things. I've gone through several levels as far as that. And think about all the dark nights we experienced just reading the Kabbalah. Like we went through every page was just rocketing us through the spiritual alchemy steps in a micro concept or a microscopic way. Yeah. I really like what you were saying about they don't have to always be these catastrophic things because one thing we mentioned earlier is that there are things that can trigger the dark night of the soul or these types of uh, feelings of anxiety or stress regarding a situation, but it can just be part of the process. You don't, it's not always going to be like a knockdown drag out fight. You know, it's, it, it can just be something more minor where you're like, oh yeah, shit that was definitely a fermentation process no doubt for sure and like uh the cognitive dissonance that we experienced after the red pill walk and after diving into the conspiratorial aspect of those things realizing how skewed your views were previous to that sends you into a dark night even if it's a mini one it's like a fermentation of those past beliefs letting go of my Good intentioned beliefs before that were actually fueling a very evil and cult-like agenda. Yeah. And then in in another way, too, I think that I very recently, I don't even, I'm not confident that I'm out of it yet, but I think I've been going through or recently went through a dark night of the soul in regards to um, how I view my physical body because that's a very... Uh, rich self-limiting belief that has been part of my mindset for years 
And I think I wasn't ever in the place to really evolve from that. And now I am. And I've gone through all of the different steps. And I have been in this dark night of the soul with my body for a minute, you know. And it's not this thing where I'm sitting here, you know, depressed or super upset about it every day. But like, Or it's not manifesting in an no. eating disorder. It's not no, anything. Thank goodness. Um, but it's, it's just, it's interesting because they can be on these conspiracy levels where it's worldviews and it can be something as, I don't want to say simple, but I guess relatable as a body image. And with like the severity of that in mind, if you were someone who your body image issues were manifesting in a eating disorder or some other like severe psychological issue, that m- might mean you're on a lower spiritual level in totally. that aspect because you totally. have leveled up so many times when it comes to, even though you feel these feelings still, you've been through so many levels on the body image issue that you're higher up than someone who is like 13 and just getting the internet and all yeah. the the issues that come with that fresh feeling of like, I don't look like that, you know? Yeah. That's a completely different level of understanding. I I would say the level of it that I'm at now would be more of, okay, I know that one, I am not my body, but two, the views of specifically women and how we view our bodies are so fucking skewed by society and our culture and just lots of stuff. Um, I would say I'm in more of a place now where it's just kind of like, I just need to take care of it. Absolutely. That's where I'm at with my body. I just need to take care of it. That's it. It doesn't really matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what I think it should look like or what other people think it should look like. I just need to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes for everyone. Just for like sure. As a, as but, a piece of mind. Yeah. So that, <laughs> that was kind of a tangent, but I think that I just wanted to mention it because dark nights can be encompassing of such different and diverse things. Yeah, absolutely. And... uh We'll talk more about that in a second, but let's start talking about spiritual alchemy because I yeah. know once we start talking about like the actual steps, we'll have lots to say in as regards to how our life has manifested in these steps. And again, we're going to do a whole episode on it, but this is just going to be like a brief overview of the first four so we can talk more about fermentation in the dark night. Um, but the first step is calcination, and that is the beginning. First step, obviously, we're just beginning to recognize that parts of ourselves are breaking down, and we're breaking down the parts specifically that are in the way of our own happiness. So that is the ego and that like body image thing that you were talking about. That's like the first realization that like, oh, no one really cares. Like I have a bikini on at the beach and no one's really like looking in disgust. Like it's no one, literally no one cares. And maybe that's like those little realizations where it's like, oh, I didn't die when that happened. That experience (laughs) didn't kill me. So it's like the little breaking down of that. It's not dark night. Um, Two is dissolution. So uh, you're less identifying with the ego and the false sense of self and you're beginning to spiritually mature and awaken more. So you are dissolving the ego or at least holding it back a little more and you're able to see the world from a more spiritual perspective. And I think of myself back when I had first discovered spirituality and I was first really understanding about the universe and new age stuff and how there was a lot more to even the physical world and how I understood things that I thought were just 
solid, literal, unchanging fact and how I understood those things, um, that's how you begin to see the world is there's more possibilities and you're less attached to this is me and this is how the world is. Yeah. And again, this happens multiple times. So it's little bits and you keep going back over the same cycle over and over again until you are the highest spiritual being you would reach in this lifetime. Um, So after calcination, dissolution, you have separation. So before our ego is still kind of hanging out and we were able to see the world without it, but it was just the beginning of this. And separation is the separating of your thoughts from the endless flow of being. So you're choosing how to be. You're doing shadow work in this step. So shadow work is not for the dark night. Uh, Ironically, I always kind of considered shadow work like part of the dark night. But when, when I was researching it, I realized, no, shadow work is the choosing to deal with that dark stuff, um, you allow all your thoughts to surface and then you honestly assess them. Um, and this does happen during the dark night, but it's the thoughts that you didn't know were there still that come up during the dark night. The yeah. really nasty ones. The shadow yeah. work is like, I'm capable of stealing. I'm uh, capable of being mean, but I'm choosing to be the higher person. And I'm looking back at the past of my life and I am separating me as a as an individual and me as the all. Yeah. And I'm aware that those things are the same, yet I'm choosing to be sovereign. I'm choosing to be awake and I'm really separating myself from that unmanifest the endless flow of everything um so yeah shadow work happens in separation and then you're also kind of separating out those self-limiting beliefs again so maybe in this step using body image again as an example you instead of just realizing you're not going to die um dissolution was dissolution with the body image would have been and this is going back to the second step real quick would have been more uh looking at yourself as a spiritual being and separate from your body right. and kind of dissolving that sense of self where this is me and when it's not you. Right. But it doesn't really help with the mental stuff still. You're still like, yeah, but I still don't like the way that, even right. if it's not me, you know what I mean? I don't know I like the way it looks. So you're still in that mindset at this step. But then step three is separating the, I don't like the way it looks still from yourself you're like oh that's actually still ego thought right gonna put that over here when i say i am separate from my body that's truth i'm gonna put that over here and i'm gonna put that in the truth category and not the ego category so now we're in separation um and then four is conjunction so that's combining everything that's left from those three steps and assimilating that into you that is self right it's not the ego it's not the self-limiting beliefs it's not the shadow it's you so that's conjunction and putting it all together and that leads us to fermentation so again if we're talking about uh body image maybe this is the point where you hit a rock bottom with the way you see yourself right and you have to really feel all the feelings of in the past someone called you fat in in one point like something embarrassing happened it made you think some way about something i remember once when i was in 
like it had to have been like seventh grade. I have very long hair and I like flicked my hair on just behind me and just getting it out of my t-shirt or whatever. And it landed on the kid's desk behind me. And he goes, why is your hair so long? And I went to my dad and I'm like, I want to get my hair cut. Oh my God. I know. And I was in middle school. Like that's a normal response. But like, it's just that little thing maybe i held on to that for i didn't but uh maybe that's like a a situation that i held on to and didn't realize and then later in life like this is completely not true at this point i'm just using it as an example maybe that happened though and it stuck with me so bad i never had long hair ever again and i secretly always wanted it but i just kept it short because i was too scared that people thought it looked bad or something Yeah. yeah yeah um that's a silly example but this uh step of fermentation is the step where all the things are going to come up and it's going to kill away anything you didn't realize was still there. It's the part where you're fermenting the wine too. And that part is what makes it safe to drink, even though it's like could have bacteria in it because yeah. it's like killing and turning it in, uh, adding that like healthy probiotic bacteria stuff. And there's a lot uh to to learn from the symbol symbolization just from like the process of making wine or kombucha or something like that because it's literally fermentation um but fermentation again has this two steps putrefaction is the death and decomposition of the self so that's the dark night and then you have spiritization which is the coming out of the dark night. So that's something too that I think is easily not talked about because the dark night's fucking hard. Yeah. Coming out of the dark night is amazing. (laughs) And you literally (laughs) see the world in a different way. Yeah. And that's the whole point. You wiped away all the bad stuff and now you have a clearer lens. And this is the part in the spiritual process where you are letting go of everything that holds you back and you have those moments of like ecstasy, like clarity, that like moment where you're looking out at the world with brand new eyes after like the darkest time in your life. That is the, the coming out of that dark night. Um, and then Sixth step is distillation, which is the continuation of integrating all of these spiritual revelations back into our lives because we just went through something crazy. So now we got to get normal again. So we're going to distill it again. If we're thinking like alcohol that is making like killing everything weird that happened in fermentation, just get rid of it and then make it all one nice wine. Um, And then coagulation, think like blood clotting to heal a wound. Uh, You become free of the mind and allowing our consciousness to connect with spirit. So again, this happens multiple times, but maybe again with the body image thing at this point, uh, distillation maybe would have just been like, you know what, I'm going to wear the clothes that I want, even if I have little nagging thoughts. Like that's distillation is like, I'm taking what went through the process of the dark night and me really feeling all those issues. And then I came out and realized, you know what, no one cares and it's my body anyway, who cares? And then distillation, you decide I'm going to wear the clothes I want. Baggy, short, like skimpy, whatever they, whatever I want to wear is what I'm going to wear. And then coagulation is actually detaching from 
your body image and just being in spirit and not even thinking about these things anymore. Yeah. And maybe it takes you a few times through this process to get rid of that body image thing completely. But at the end of it, you're going to feel it's going to be a little easier. And then at the end of the next one, it's going to be a little easier. And that's again on that smaller cycle. On a larger cycle, you might be going through multiple dark nights at the same time. Maybe you're going through, I mean, we're all going through one as a society and then maybe you're going through one in one segment of your life and then you're also going through one on like the larger cycle of your life. Right. So that's really hard. That's like three three dark nights at once. <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah, but we all are kind of dealing with that right now yeah. because no matter what you're going through in your personal life, we're still all going through this transformation as a society so you can't get rid of that part we're all here for a reason and again especially if you're listening to this podcast right now you're making conscious decisions to make yourself awake not woke yeah so that's making conscious decisions to awaken the collective because the only thing we can do is awaken ourselves and when we raise our own vibrations we are therefore raising the collective vibrations yeah and And harboring space to do so and that makes it easier for your neighbors and loved ones to wake up no matter how not like productive it may feel where how are they going to be able to wake up when I'm not talking to them about it they don't want to hear about it it's literally providing them the space and the environment that will allow their literal cells and DNA to wake up and I mean that gets in the (laughs) their cells might not be able to depending on what you've gotten recently (laughs) (laughs) and like the the way to do that is literally just to love that's it that's that's it. It's standing in your truth, standing in your sovereignty and showing love, unconditional love to every single person, which is challenging in such oh, polarizing times. Oh, yeah. It's very challenging. Um, But if you are taking the steps in your own life, you're eventually going to come to one of these steps that is involved with a dark night. Yeah. And when you find yourself in a stage that feels like a dark night, you are going to have experiences come up that you bring you to reactions that you don't understand. Um, I had the power go out recently at my house twice, actually. And the first time it went out, I just kind of lost it. I need to have my like routine and I need a shower. <laughs> there was no shower. I came over to Chas's to shower, but I reacted in a way that even surprised me. Like I in the past would have been like unhappy about dealing with the inconveniences of not having a shower and having to go to your house or go to the gym to shower. But it it really wasn't as big a deal as it felt. But right. that's because the literal going out of the lights in my house triggered my need to control everything around me and how I haven't been dealing with that need and actually have been counterproductively dealing with it by working in an environment that allows me to control a lot. Yeah. And I had to deal with the lack of control. And the first time the power went out, it was out for like three days and it was whatever. Like I didn't enjoy it, but I had that little breakdown and then I just kind of moved on and I didn't feel it. And I I didn't, I just kind of got rid of it and just ignored it and yeah. moved on. And then I started coughing literal like gray shit up. And I think this has, I started noticing it before the power went out, like coughing up gray shit and I tried to ignore it. But 
it kind of freaked me out because like I smoke weed and I do have like asthma, but not anything severe enough where I'm constantly aware right. or noticing it. It's just very minor. Yeah. But it was still kind of fucking freaky because this has never happened to me before. So I get on the internet and Google and it's saying like cigarette smokers who stop smoking will experience this from coughing the ash out of their lungs. And of course there's ash and weed smoke too. Um, But it was just weird that this was all happening right around the same time. And one of the things I historically used to not feel things is weed. <laughs> and I had always, even though that's not the only thing I use weed for, and it's not the only thing I will ever use weed for, it does help. And I needed to learn when to feel and when to let things go. So the power went out that first time and I ended up just kind of moving on. I'm sure some more unfortunate things happened in between there, like little things that I don't even remember. Yeah. But the power went out again recently and it was out for a, another day longer or something. At first I didn't freak out. I had a day off that day. So I was like, it's fine. I can go to the gym or whatever and just shower, like work out while I'm there. And the first day was fine. And then slowly that same feeling of I have to work the next day oh my god it's going to be terrible I can't do my normal routine started creeping up again and I was trying not to deal with it or uh, trying to just ignore it and move on like no big deal yeah and I ended up because we also don't get great cell service at my house so I like literally had nothing to do and it's even hard to read because it's just dark (laughs) so I drove around and just kind of hung out at parks that day but I didn't I was just hitting my my weed pen and not really thinking or feeling about anything and then when I went home and had to uh go home that day I don't even remember exactly what happened but I got in some kind of argument with my boyfriend and like all this stuff just started coming up and like nothing that had any real relevance with what we were arguing about yeah but all of a sudden I'm just feeling all these things that really shouldn't have been triggered right then and feelings from childhood abandonment issues yeah feelings of like not being able to let go of arguments or needing to have control over arguments or wanting to be right or wanting to feel right. Like all these beliefs that I had that I knew logically, I've always known where these issues of mine come from because I am one to think about myself. So I had understood that I have these issues and I understood where they came from. So should be able to just get rid of them right um but i was just suppressing them right i wasn't getting rid of them i was knowing when they happened and saying nope i'm just not gonna do that because that's bad and no i don't have control issues no i don't have abandonment issues so when the uh the the what's it called power the dam. The dam broke. I was going to use an oh. analogy and I couldn't think of what a dam was. Um, when the dam broke and I couldn't hold those feelings back anymore, it just manifested in the first thing that happened. And the power went out, so that triggered it. And then one little thing sets me off and all these feelings start to come up and won't go away. And it sends you into such an uncomfortable place. And people around you will be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like my boyfriend was like, you're literally like acting crazy. Like, do I need to call somebody? Like, are you okay? Because yeah. it just looks from the outside 
absolutely overreacting and just absurd. crazy nuts not doesn't make any sense for the situation but it's because you're suddenly feeling all these feelings that you haven't felt for however long you haven't felt them and it's time to kill them literally yep and get rid of them and you can f- feel when you feel them and right. when they start to dissolve because uh After I had like some kind of freak out, I went to work the next day and I was texting you like all day and you were being like mother goose, amazing energy. Mm. Um, But then when I came home that night, I literally just texted you like my whole life story, like every trauma I ever had as a child and like made all these connections and felt all the feelings, felt childhood me feeling the feelings and felt me now feeling those same feelings. And I felt them beginning to break away. wasn't the end of it still had more to deal with i'm sure i still do but it was the process of actually feeling all the terrible feelings and now thinking about those exact same texts that i sent you they don't feel the same anymore exactly yeah exactly and when you do put yourself in the position to feel and move through them they they it hits different after that. You know what I mean? Like you said, you can even read the same words and it doesn't make you feel the same way. Because you actually felt them so you could release them. And it's like exposure therapy. Exactly. And once you expose yourself to that, like it fucking blows during (laughs) when you expose. But... Chas is writing a new rap. (laughs) Fucking blows when you expose the feelings. It's so many connotations that I don't even want to... Go into. Um, it really sucks when you feel that way. <laughs> but after you do, it's not so bad. I mean, like like you said, there, there might be more. But it's like, like getting your part, ears pierced or a tattoo or it's something. It's really fucking loud for a second and it really hurts. And then once it's done, you're like, okay. Yeah. And to add on to my dark night that I've experienced, yeah. um, shortly after... I texted you and I still had no power. I went to go get a slice of pizza because I still had no power. And in the parking lot, I backed into someone else's car. And it's something I'm sure a lot of people have experienced. I'm not alone. It's not like I'm the only fucking person to do this It happens all the time, like literally every day. And it's not a big deal. It's something that wasn't a, no one's car was injured in like an undrivable way. No one was hurt. Everything was fine. But I don't like making mistakes <laughs> ever. Yeah. At all. No. And like, I'm the person who just like thinks about one word that I like mispronounce and I just want to die. Yeah, same. And it's, that is like silly and I'm able to just let it go. But again, it's like suppressing it, suppressing it, not actually feeling my issue. Right. So I back into this car and I'm freaking out and I didn't handle it. Like later, my boyfriend was like, you didn't take pictures. You didn't do this, that and the other thing. And I'm like, ah, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> ah. Um, But they were nice about it. I, they, I gave them my phone number. I told them text me I'll just I'll pay whatever it fucking is and I moved on and I was like that was that like man I, I backed into someone's car I texted you and I was like man I just was hoping to move on and just wait for a text from them and that's that but of course I couldn't because I'm a psycho and I was dealing with deeper issues at that moment so I start googling like a crazy person how much it might cost and the internet's like yeah it might cost $150 or it might cost $3,000 so I start freaking myself out 
into and again my power is still out so I go home and I'm like just laying on the floor in the dark like I lay in bed and then I laid on the floor and then I like laid outside in the grass and like nothing felt right and I was just sad and uh, oh. we live with uh, my boyfriend's parents and they were kind of home so I'm like not trying to make noise and, and like cry in front of them yeah and, and yeah. so I went to a gas station parking lot just to go to the bathroom honestly because our power was still out and we have a well so I just didn't want to deal with it yeah Um. but then I was just sitting in the parking lot like having a full-on fucking breakdown for literally no reason other than I didn't know how much money I was going to have to spend on this. And mind you, I'm trying to save for a house. I, it wouldn't be the greatest thing ever for me to have to spend three grand on someone else's fucking car. Right. But could I do it? Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to, but I wouldn't. It wouldn't kill me. Right. Uh, literally, it's not going to kill me. It's not going to make it impossible for me to get a house in the near future. It's not going to make it impossible for me to save. I'm in a very fortunate position. And I just was having a breakdown because I didn't know. And I needed to know. And I have a problem when I don't know because then I can't control. And of course, all of this is happening because I made a mistake, which I can't deal with. And so I I was dealing with it all right then. It was like... all at once. Yeah. And every past mistake I've ever made that I didn't deal with was manifesting right in that moment. I was feeling every single past mistake that I haven't dealt with well. And I just push away and like, "Ah, don't forget about it. And just hit the weed pen like so I don't think about it anymore. Yeah. All of those mistakes were, I was feeling them right then. Every single control issue or every single thing where I don't know how the future is going to be and I need to wait and see, I was dealing with right then. Like, I don't even like, I tell my boyfriend all the time, I love surprises, but don't tell me there's a surprise or I will literally send myself into a panic attack (laughs) because if I don't know when or what the surprise is, I'm just like so excited or I just can't stop thinking about it that it consumes me because I don't know and I need to plan and I need to know. And, but like, what, what if I was planning on buying that thing too? You can't surprise me with these kind of things. One time he tried to surprise me with a vacation and his mom accidentally told me and I literally had a breakdown about it because I was like I wouldn't have even known to pack I wouldn't have even known to get ready like I need like to mentally prepare for vacations like vacations are not easy for no, me I'm the same way with vacations I am a super severe homebody I don't like to leave um, I'll go to work and stuff and you know I'll, I'll go do what I have to do yeah. but I don't I have no reason everything I want is here yeah. Th- literally. I've yeah. spent my life bouncing from house to house to house. I just want to stay the fuck home and not in like the stay home, stay safe. <laughs> I just want to stay home because like I literally want to. Yeah. No, and I'm the same way, but like I like vacations, but it yes. also is hard to plan every single little thing of a vacation like oh my god what if we miss our plane oh my god if we don't miss the plane like right. what if we get off and like something what happens? if i forget something at home that yeah. i absolutely need yeah, when i'm there absolutely. what if i don't pack enough of something yep. what if we get stuck there yep what if they lose my luggage what if like we're I gonna lose get anxiety phone? like from this conversation <laughs> but but that's like where my brain goes and like in the moment of me crying in the parking lot at a gas station hoping that they would text me immediately for no apparent reason and just be like, hey, you hit our car. Here's our phone. Because I didn't get their phone number. Like, I I can't contact them. Like, if I was anxious, I would have, like, texted them and been like, 
communicated about it because that makes me less anxious but I was not able to communicate with them so it's putting me in a situation where I have to deal with that issue because like again I could have dealt with my anxiety by talking to them but that's not feeling the anxiety that's pushing it down with coping mechanisms yeah so I was in a position to feel every single moment in the past where I didn't know the future and I had to wait wait and see instead of plan I was dealing with every single moment in the past where I made a mistake that was severe enough to cause a disruption or hurt somebody or like uh, just was any severe mistake, even if it was not severe, it was severe in my eyes, you know, like messing up friendships or uh, offending somebody or accidentally like arguing with somebody and then you find out you're wrong, like stuff like that. Like every time I pushed that feeling down or didn't deal with those feelings any like childhood issues where I was told I was wrong by parent figures and then I was actually right in that cognitive dissonance that children feel when right a figure of authority tells you you're wrong and you feel like you made a mistake like all of these dark feelings were coming up and I was feeling all of them and I remember having like full-on breakdown finally working myself up to drive home because I we we still we had a generator so I was the internet wasn't working so I could have been editing a podcast the episode that I haven't edited yet so I tried to work myself up and tell myself like we're gonna move forward from this at least get start editing that episode and like do something with your life and I started listening to our own podcast the episode that had just came out was the meat suit episode and I started talking about radical responsibility and literally I'm listening to myself tell me like yeah stuff's gonna happen to you you have to take responsibility for it no matter what and I'm like shut the fuck up (laughs) I hate you I hate myself right now literally like shut up so that kind of made me like humble myself a little bit like I'm not taking my own advice and and my boyfriend has said that to me he's been like you have you listen to you lately like (laughs) you're not taking your own advice and that's because again wasn't feeling these things so dark night shows up and it's like no no we're gonna feel it all so we can get past this um and then i drove home and i shit you not i pull in the driveway walk in at 5 55 on the dot and the lights came on damn yeah so that was really cool um but yeah I dealt with those issues. I was able to move them through me and then I got through them. I don't think this dark night is over because I got a lot of issues to deal with this time around, but it's a process. Right. And you continually, continuously choose to move through them. When my dark night began, I did the exact same thing. I found ways to numb, to cope, to not deal. One, because I didn't know, I didn't realize what I, what was coming up. One of the most traumatic things that's ever happened to me was the passing of my father. So anytime I would feel this feeling, I just was like, oh yeah, I'm just sad about my dad. I'm not over it yet. Like I'm just sad about my dad. And like that, that is true. I was very sad about losing my father, but there were so many other things that I had went through um, in, in my life that were very, very traumatizing and not good situations that I dealt with in ways that were not healthy. I spent a lot of time, you know, denying a lot of the things that happened to me because I didn't want to feel them. And in that moment, how it was almost like, well, how the hell am I supposed to know? But I did know. And whether I was unconsciously or consciously choosing not to feel it, I truly believe that 
my plate got way too full with all of the ways that I was with, first of all, with all the things that were coming up. Then uh, layered on top of that was the not, not understanding how to navigate any of the situations. So then I was trying to cover it up with other things. And then those things were getting overwhelming. So I was covering up those feelings. So it was just like a constant layer effect of never feeling what was actually going on within me. And that years of that did lead me to a state where, yeah, I didn't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't mentally able anymore to even cope with the day-to-day life because I had spent so much time not feeling and just harboring and staying stuck. And whether at that point it was out of my control or not didn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. It didn't. And then once I was able to feel those things, it sucked even more. For sure. I mean, literally I spent years being depressed only to start to feel the things that I was running (gasps) from. And I'm like, uh. And it hurts so bad. It feels so terrible, but that is the only way to get through only it. Only way and out is no through. one wants to admit that. Nope. You literally have to go through hell to get out. Like you, you can't, you ha- don't have a and choice. And like heads up, when you're walking through hell, you are going to get the fuck burned. And it does mm-hmm. not feel good. It does not feel good. No, it doesn't. But that's the whole point. And it just sucks. We're, there's no way around it. Um, another thing that you'd made me just remember is uh, when I, I don't even remember, last week or so, I right. had some little breakdown. And I've been talking with my boyfriend a lot about this. He's, although doesn't 100% understand because I'm dealing with a lot of things that are from like childhood that he wasn't around for but he's been very supportive with all this and I was talking to him about it and I just remember saying why am I dealing with this all right now like it it just feels like it's all coming up and it's not like I didn't know some of these issues were here like three years ago four years ago um but he made a good point where uh again we live with his parents right now because our landlord wanted to sell our house right near when the pandemic started like right at the beginning of the pandemic was when he was going to sell our house and we even asked him like hey there's a lot going on in the world right now can we stay a few more months or are you still going to sell it? And he's like, no, we're going to sell it right now. So we moved in with his parents. um, But I was like, why didn't it come up when we were living back at that, our house? And he made a good point that I didn't have anything else really going on in my life. I was just working and like kind of doing hula hoop stuff at the time. But there was a lot of room for just numbing out, like watching TV, not doing much of moving forward with my life, not really thinking about my life. Even with the hula hoop stuff, it wasn't meant to be my career life driving goal is meant to be a background hobby something that's very valuable to me but it's not like the main it's not the main quest it's a side quest it's a side skill so when I was living there I was still numbing out like I still smoked weed but like that's not the only way I was numbing myself I did take like a two-month break when we were staying at that house and uh, from weed, I should say, and was still de- not dealing with these issues because yeah. I was just watching TV, not doing, not thinking about my future. Now I have the podcast. I have a lot more ideas in lines with this podcast and I'm working a lot and I'm trying to save money so we can buy a house and do more things with our dream right. in mind. So I don't, I don't have room to numb myself anymore. I'm like there's not time. I have like maybe, maybe an hour a day if I'm lucky of like TV stuff scheduled numbing time yeah no (laughs) 
That's amazing. <laughs> Put it in your bladder. <laughs> 3 to 4 p.m. I will be numb and <laughs> disassociated. <laughs> Do not talk to me. I'll be staring at the TV with cross eyes. Put that in your fucking bullet journal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Uh, but seriously, though, like I have an hour or so of like TV time or like staring at my phone yeah. time. And there's been more of that recently because, again, I've been going through a lot of this. So right. it's not like I've been numbing myself more. I have honestly been working less on the podcast and stuff because I've been so goddamn exhausted from fucking feeling all this shit. Oh, yeah. So it's not like I'm saying watching TV or going on TikTok or something is always numbing yourself out. It kind of is. But I'm not saying that's always a bad thing. If right. you're feeling these feelings, there's going to be like you're running on empty a few times. Like you're just Sometimes you just need a second. You know and, what I mean? And that's fine. But it's not like. And it's not like you have to feel these feelings constantly right. to get rid of them. The whole point is getting rid of them. So if you're feeling them and they're coming up frequent during this dark night and you're feeling them through, there's going to be waves of that. And maybe you don't have the energy to bust your ass and work hard. You need to recoup and, and take care of yourself. Right. And if recoup look looks like binging something that you really enjoy on Netflix or looking at TikTok for an hour why you have your favorite snack or something if that looks like what recuperating looks like to you yeah that's okay it's not okay when you go on tiktok for five hours and then just go to bed and that was your entire day like right. after work or something 100 percent agree um yeah so the dark night is not fun is pretty much the moral of this whole story <laughs> um and there's no way around it and it's going to manifest in some way or another if you want to level up spiritually. There's a lot of people, I think, that get stuck in dark nights and then just Hello. never. But there's some that never Oh, that like them. never come out. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I think yeah, there's yeah. some people who just get stuck and they keep not feeling them that may, they just never. Right. Uh, think about like people who have ch severe enough childhood traumas where they're like, we've talked about our parents like acting childish. Yeah. And when you have really severe childhood wounds, it can be literally impossible to move forward if you never deal with them. And the longer right. you don't deal with them, the more they're going to build up. And in order for you to deal with them, you might not make it through those feelings. You right. know what I mean? Like you can't let them build up in one cycle for so long that it would literally kill you to feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So from your perspective... What are your top three tips for getting through a dark night? You do yours and I'll do mine. Ooh, that's a good question. Just um, on the spot. Yeah. I would say that think of it like exposure therapy. Think of it okay. like you're getting a tattoo. Like it's something that will hurt and then have a reward after. It's like working out. It's something that is breaking down to build back up. I think if you always keep that in mind, it's a lot easier to endure the feelings. Right. That's how I felt in the parking lot when I was fucking hyperventilating and crying and hoping that no one was seeing me um, because it doesn't feel good. No. But if you remember it in the back of your mind, like when you're working out and you're trying to squeeze one more rep in and you're shaking, you can will yourself to feel a little more pain so you can build yourself a little more stronger. Right. Um, I would also say to love yourself 
and to live in unconditional love as much as possible. It's not going to be easy when you're feeling so much negativity, yeah. but doing little things that are acts of love towards yourself is going to make this whole process a lot easier. Totally. Have a piece of pie. Do, <laughs> do the things you love. Go on a little adventure. <laughs> Jess is dead on the pie. I was trying to think of something that you was like what? a treat. Have a piece of pie. Just just have a fucking piece of pie and it'll all be fine. That's it. That's all you just have to Just have a do. piece of pie. If you're in a dark night. This is the end of the episode. Just have a piece of pie. Goodbye. And that's play the play the outro music. That's it. We don't need to talk anymore. Go through a dark night. Just have a piece of pie. <laughs> that's not what flavor, I meant. Flavor is of no. That's not what I meant. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's a total joke, but I can't. I'm, no. I'm, I have tears. Okay. Okay. Being serious, though, but seriously, but do the little treats yes. that are little acts of love. Take a bath. Like, it yeah. was supposed to be one of the no. list, but because it was the first thing, you just did sound out of context. <laughs> have a piece of pie. I don't know. I want pie. We should go get a pie. I'm not, I'm not no, no no anyway <laughs> anyway what's your third one um so third one would be just know that there is an end and also keep that in mind know that you're there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it will feel good yeah. after you feel those things yeah i think my three would probably be very in line and very similar with yours um one practice awareness throughout the dark night um and i feel like mine are almost going to conflict each other so practice awareness but also detach not disassociate like we were talking about yes very big difference so what we mean by detachment i guess would be recognizing that you are going through this feeling this experience this dark night and not getting lost in the muck of that and what yeah. that means. Yeah. Um, and being able to become the observer to these feelings in order to move through them at a much more uh, comfortable pace. Yes. <laughs> um, and my last one would probably be in relation to the pie. Um, <laughs> create a, a space for yourself that feels safe. Yeah. If that's your bedroom, if that's your whole house, mm-hmm. like I'm not saying you have to go out and purchase a bunch of these, you know, crazy things to make your space comfortable. But if you, if it's going to be a struggle for you to go to work every day because you're going through a dark night, you better make damn sure that the place you're coming home to feels safe or else it's just, it's going to be so much harder to get through it. And find, find things that you can carry with you. For sure. That Crystals. make you feel comforted. Like yeah. whether that's a necklace, whether that's like, heirloom from a family member your favorite something. sweatshirt yes yeah. absolutely when i'm having a bad day i make sure i dress fucking comfy absolutely. when i go to work because i just want to not have to worry about any physical discomfort when i'm already dealing with so much spiritual discomfort yeah um that's a really i love all of that especially the detachment i always forget to articulate that because i think i'm Someone who naturally detaches and observes feelings that ha- that come up more frequently than someone else because I have always been uh, curious about the full spectrum of feeling. And I even remember thinking about this in like middle school and high school 
when I discovered like metal music, like heavy screamo metal music and thinking about why I would even like that type of music when it's so heavy and aggressive. And I remember thinking like if I were to explain it to somebody, I'd be like, well, I like extreme emotions. Like I like to hear the expression in an artistic way of an extreme emotion. And that is one way you can experience it through music. Um, So I've been someone who's able to see the value in all the different feelings that we may have, whether it's anger or depression or uh, jealousy. And I, I remember moments of clarity as a child or young adult where I was detached and feeling something difficult. And then afterward, I was thankful for the experience. And I was like, does that mean I like being sad or that I like being frustrated or whatever or did I just detach and then I was able to see the value of that feeling yeah one thing that I heard from somebody who um meant a lot to me and in my past and just spiritual involvement personal involvement um he said that we get comfortable with chaos so if your whole life has been experienced uh just detach or detachment uh, abandonment or anxiety or high high stress chaotic situations when you're not in those anymore that's going to stress you out so it's like whether you like these things or not doesn't i mean it does play a part but on another angle what if you're just used to it and then when you do get stability it's jolting to mm-hmm. you because yeah. it's not that constant chaos environment yeah, that's that's true too. And I think also that constant chaos makes it really difficult to feel because yeah. you're constantly dealing with a chaotic that's weather, the distraction. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's like a string of difficult relationships or like you can't hold down a job or like there's those like extremes kind of chaos too. But if you find yourself in that extreme kind of situation and it's constantly happening and you're not fighting for some sort of stability or comfort, it's not going to, it's going to be nearly impossible yeah. to, to feel all these things without letting it overcome you. Yeah. So you, you're going to want to give yourself the best possible chance to get through this. And especially if you're going on your hero's journey, make sure you're ready to deal with this because it's coming no matter what and do what you can now do the shadow work in the fourth step make sure you're doing the the ego death and the disassociation in the first four steps of alchemy so when the dark night comes you're able to sit with these feelings so they can leave you yeah couldn't agree more yeah i really liked this conversation um i don't really have too much else to add but i really feel good about what we talked about um and just if I can leave our listeners with one more thing to think about, it's that if you find yourself feeling things that are uncomfortable or painful, even if they're really, really, really painful, you're going to have to deal with it one way or another. And the longer you wait, the harder it's going to get. Right. So if you find yourself feeling these things, it's a good thing. And it's yeah. time to feel them. And when you feel them is when you'll release them. Yeah. So know that if you're ever feeling in a dark place, you're feeling terrible traumas, PTSD, horrible things that you didn't think were going to come back into your life, smile a little bit. Because although it hurts and it might hurt for a while, 
you're going to come out of it and you're going to be so much stronger and you will literally be on a higher octave. Totally. That is amazing if you're here listening to this and you're you're gonna see that light at the end of the tunnel and it's there we'll be there we'll meet you there see you on the other side we're all just walking each other home so i love when know thyself says that no they're the best they are so yeah i am really glad you listened to this and we'll see you on the next episode bye bye just just have a fucking piece of pie <laughs>